dilfs. I okay. <laughs> Some would consider me a dilf. Would they? Yeah, it's a dad I'd like to fuck. <laughs> I I know what it is. Are you sure, Jason? <laughs> you don't have children. That's what I was like. <laughs> you don't have a pet. I was like, I was like, would they call you that? I don't know. Okay. It's time for gabbing with Jason, so hit play and settle down. It's best you just call him Jason when they see him around town. He might as well throw the script away. He never follows it anyway. He's trying to find the joy in every day. So listen up, cause you're gabbing with Jason now. What you've been doing, what's been happening, he's gonna ask it all. You never know where it's gonna go, but it's gonna be a bomb. So make yourself a drink or two. Jason's gonna pour some Malibu. Now he's ready to share some fun with you. So say hello, we're Gavin with Jason now. scare my guests every time. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I don't know. This show's been going on for four seasons now. And the people are still surprised when I'm like, oh, what if I did it like that? <gasps> Nobody would like that. <laughs> you what? should try it. Hello. Hello. Oh, God. Well, welcome back for season four of Gabby with Gason. I'm your host, Gason, or as my friends just call me, always busy. No, uh, Jason. Yay. It's season four. It's season four, which is very exciting, and um, you know we uh, one of our one of our nexty guesty besties uh, sent in a little thing for us, and you know I just thought what a perfect way to celebrate uh, season four. About me. Sarah, I'm a special boy. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Who's a special boy? <laughs> Clap your hands, Sarah. Get on the beat. <laughs> Oh, it's my special world. Uh, that was sent in by Nexty Guesty Bestie co-host Amanda. And I was trying to save that for a special time. Uh, do you remember, because we're, we're, we're around the same age. Do you, oh, and by the way, everybody, it's Guesty Bestie Sarah's back. That's hey! our guest. <laughs> it's me. 
Sarah. Do you remember, um, like, in the 80s, uh, getting, like, personalized, like, tapes, like, actual cassette tapes with, like, your name put into a song or a storybook with your name put into, like, to the book? I definitely had my name put into a book. Yeah, me too. I did not have this, but when Amanda sent it to me, it's one of those, like things where in the 80s they would put somebody's oh. name into the song so i'm pretty sure that you could put anybody's name in there and they also would be a special boy oh because i'm a special boy you just keep telling yourself that i am a special boy according <laughs> to that song you are special <laughs> so yeah it's it's season four we've been doing this a while now it's kind of crazy it's crazy i'm You're proud crazy, of you man y'all you're welcome i enjoy it i've i've learned a ton and you know you don't come here for the qu- quality you do come here for the quantity no nope 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 those are the other things you come here because for some reason you enjoy listening to me babylon about random things and horror movies and probably telling the same stories over and over again and then fact checking and be like that's not what you said the last time you little liar but uh yeah no, it's fun. I, you know, we did a survey and got some feedback, which was helpful. And, uh, you know, not much is going to change. We're going to add some new, some new things. We'll do some things different. Uh, we're going to be bring, uh, bringing back some of your favorite guesty bestie co-hosts, along with some brand new co-hosts. I have a lot of new co-hosts who are, who are very excited to come on the show and um, talk about just things in their lives and. Um, you know, uh, coming up, we've got, we've got pride month in June. So, you know, that's going to be a special month on the show. We've got my birthday month in July now accepting gifts. And, uh, I mean, I'll accept them all the way through July. So you could give me a gift now and then give me another one in July because I'm not greedy. Because he's a very special boy. Oh, special boy. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) um, but yeah, and then we've got our... Halloween shows, which should be fun this year. Got some some new ideas, and we'll. T- I believe we're gonna go on another ghost hunt. So Ooh. you know, after last year, where the thing said hello, and if you don't remember hearing hello, that's how it was. It was hello. Uh, you can go back and listen to last year's Halloween spooktacular. I'll tell you do it with your face. <laughs> <laughs> Got to raise your eyebrows. Got to wrinkle. Oh. <laughs> um. But yeah. So. I don't know. I'm excited about season four. I think it'll be a good time doing it again. Yeah. Because that's what we does. We are here for your entertainment. Also, I don't know if anyone listens to us in Tennessee, but a huge shout out to the youth there uh, fighting the good fight. So keep it up. Uh, You're being noticed. You're being recognized. Maybe not by your state, but by others. So good job to you. Oh my gosh. What has been going on? I don't even know. I'm exhausted. Hmm. Just a tired special boy. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot going on, but but nothing like, oh, I need to talk about this. Yeah. We we saw, we actually, you and I did yes. go see the, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie with my uh, three husbands uh, in the movie, not in real life. But I mean, if any one of those uh, gentlemen wanted to say, hey, I would say, hey. Yeah. Um, Chris Pine. Um, is it is it Reggie? Is that how you pronounce his name? The guy from Bridgerton? Oh, yeah. And then Justice, uh, whatever his last name is. Uh, they're all very attractive. What a fun movie that was, by the way. If nobody's seen it, soup. Even if you're not into D&D, you should go see it. Like, I really enjoyed it. I'm not super into D&D. I know you're not either. No. We play. Yeah. Because uh, we're forced to. No, I'm kidding. We're not. 
held against our will. Right. I, you know, they when when we started playing D, they they were like, just make a character that's not like you at all. And I was like, great, my character's a whore. And then I, I wish you could see Sarah's face. That is so much judgment. What an absolute <laughs> asshole. I'm just saying you play it very well. So so rude. I don't know why I have friends. Why? But anyway. It was very good. It was funny. It was very funny. A lot of action. Mm-hmm. If you like an action movie, a lot of action. Uh, but no. And uh, I was in the toy aisle because I collect the toys mm-hmm. of things, right? And by the Dungeons and Dragons, they have um, Transformer Dungeons and Dragons dice. And so when you take the, it's like a big dice. And when you open it up, it comes a dragon. Oh, yeah. And I'm not mad about that. No, that's real cute. I saw that, that. Um, on Amazon yesterday, yeah. too. Not mad about it. I thought about mm-hmm. getting one. I might. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I really like that chunkalunk dragon. Oh, so, there's a chunkum dragon in there. Just yeah. wants his bellums rubbed. He's oh, just like God. a big old fat cat. He was like a cat. There was a lot of rolling around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not want anything bad to happen to it. No, I didn't. Either. I would have cuddled that dragon. Honestly. I don't know how. I would have probably been dead. But I Yeah, because he was trying to eat everything. He was. But you know, well, if you'd have given him a treat. Uh, yeah. Sacrifice the least important person. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's what you got to do. But anyways, good. I I highly recommend it. And then um, I've been just binging a ton of TV and catching up on shows, and mm. which makes me uh, want to say this too. Stick around after the show if you want to hear my review on the last episode of For the Love of Dilfs. It'll be a short one because I did not really enjoy the finale. So uh, stick around after the show and you can catch uh, the final review of season one of For the Love of Dilfs. You know, I I'm, I will give you my review at the end of the show, and I promise it won't be a 20-minute review like the others have been. It'll be quick, to the point of disappointment. And so, um, don't forget to, to stick around for that. Oh my gosh. You know, there was a meme that I saw. No, it was, an, it was a TikTok. Don't ban TikTok. There was a TikTok. And it, it said, um, why is it when you go to your parents' house, they give you a bag of stuff and it's like report cards from like grade school and shit, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Did that happen to you when you after you moved out? Um, not with my mom so much, but with my grandparents. My okay. Grandparents okay. Lot, so yeah. uh, I, I also now have a bag of shit. <laughs> um, it is a very big <laughs> bag of shit. And before we discuss this bag of shit, what we want to discuss is something very exciting. Uh, Sarah and I are getting ready to try the new Malibu flavor peach. The Malibu flavor is peach this time around. That's from a song. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's it's called Malibu. I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, and uh, guesty bestie Brad, who will be on later this year, sent that to me a long time ago, and he's like, "This song," and I was like, "This is a perfect song." So we're gonna try it. We are trying it with because you haven't sipped it yet, right? I didn't see you take a sip. So this is um, it's the new Malibu Piach. 
some Malibu pitch, and we put pitch. some pineapple juice in it, and and put it over some some ice here. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do a cheers to season okay. four. Cheers to season four. Ooh, that was a good clink on yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, that is refreshing. That's delightful. Do you like it? For I reals? really do. No, for real. That is a let's go hang out with your deck in the hole that has the deck that has the hole in it at your house. Let's sit out in the yard and sip this this summer. Yeah. Can we do that? Uh-huh. hundred percent. I like that I had to mention that your deck has a hole in it. Yeah. It's because I fell through it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just wanted to lean into it. <laughs> all the way all the way up to my hip. You were. You were yeah. <laughs> you fell straight through it. Straight through it. We and haven't I, fixed it you yet. You haven't, and that's okay. It's one of my favorite things about going over because I know I don't have to. I don't have to get off. No, do you remember we were trying to test out the snow machine and we had to like stand around the hole in the deck so that nobody died. Yeah. But no, this is a good summery cocktail. It the, is. You can smell the peach too. I don't know if you. Yeah. If I put enough in yours, I gave you a little bit. No, later. you did. Okay, but you can smell it, mm. and um, it really offsets the pineapple. Well, I think. It's nice. It's very. It's refreshing. Do you know what I would like? This in a daiquiri. Like a frozen oh. peach daiquiri. <laughs> okay. We need to do that. We need to make that happen because that sounds Isn't that just when you just like grind up some peaches and throw in some liquor and some ice? Is that a daiquiri? Is that how they do it? That's how we can do it. <laughs> I don't know. We are not bartenders. It's really good. It is really it is good. It's surprisingly well. There's only a quite a few. There quite a few. There's only a few Malibu flavors that I don't enjoy, and I would never say that on the air. But um, this one is a winner. So yeah. it's very um, good. Do you know how I found it? Because I've been trying to find it for since they announced it. I had to get on the Drizzly app again. Who's mm. still not a sponsor, but that's okay. Drizzly is the alcohol delivery service. It's like the. Um, DoorDash of booze. Oh, really? Yeah. And they go to like, they don't really hit like the big super stores. They hit like the actual liquor stores. Mm-hmm. And they deliver you liquor and they scan your ID at the door. And so I was like, okay, let me see if it's on Drizzly. And I didn't have enough to like, cause, and it depends. Like they will make you do a, um, a minimum order sometimes. Yeah. So it's like $30 or whatever, which is fine because... In reality, what you do is you order your liquor and then you order your uh, mixers. Oh, too, yeah. So you can get your juice or like whatever. And um, I was like, I wonder if they have the peach. And by God, they did. But I went to the liquor store myself, found out that there's one right down the street. Like I can Ooh. walk to it. Wow. And uh, went in, looked at the Malibu section, which they have a very nice Malibu selection there. Could not find the peach. Hmm. And I was like, but it's on the app. So then I had to walk up. Like an idiot. I hate asking for help. I believe you are aware of this as one of my besties. You know that I don't ask for help until you all yell at me and say you need to ask for help. It is allowed. Um, and he was like, yeah, we have it. And I was like, I'm just blind, maybe. And then I was like, sometimes my gay comes out a lot more when I'm trying to like ease the situation, which I don't think helps. Because he was like, oh, I'm with this one out. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then it was right there, but it was mixed in, so I couldn't see it, oh, but it was there. Yeah. Um, but do you know what else they had? And I didn't buy it, and I think we should try it, though. Have you seen the new Sunny D with vodka? No. Yeah, they're like cans of Sunny D, but with vodka mixed in. Interesting. And I was like, I, I would try Sunny D with vodka. I also would do that. So I'm thinking, you know, next game night. Oh, yeah. We should do that, and then I'll bring some of this. 
100%. And you and I are good for the night. We honestly. So, but anyway, yeah, I'm very excited. So you have to go out and try it if you haven't tried the new Peach Malibu. Still not a sponsor, but that's okay. I hit the button. That was the remix. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, my gosh. You know... I actually did some research, and I don't, I do have it. I do have it. I did some research of all of the different Malibu flavors. I wasn't even going to talk about this. But all the Malibu flavors that I've never gotten to try, and I'm real sad about it because I don't think oh. they make some of these anymore. Peaches and cream. Oh, yeah. Fizzy mango. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Chocolate. Oh. It was chocolate sundae. Oh, okay. Strawberry kiwi. Fizzy oh, pink yeah. lemonade. Some type of swirl. Spiced and club soda, strawberry spritz, Ooh. cranberry and cherry. That sounds good too. Pineapple upside down cake. Stop. I know. I was like, <laughs> listen, I know you can't liquor it on on eBay, but damn, does somebody could somebody go to every store in your state and see if they have pineapple upside down cake Malibu for reals? Listen, I'm not saying I'll sleep with you. <laughs> But I am saying he'll sleep with you. <laughs> I mean, I might for that kind of well. <laughs> I'm a clavier. <laughs> anyway, I really want that. Yeah, that sounds that was, good. Oh my god. Yeah, that sounds like I would chug the bottle. Like I was. <laughs> I almost said sixteen. I didn't drink when I was sixteen, but uh, I really didn't. We weren't. We were not real bad kids back then no um but uh i used to drink malibu straight from the bottle and i i may i may a few years ago did that as well with the strawberry (laughs) because it's good you don't even need a mixer sometimes yeah so wow that's a lot of malibu talk today mine do We should start a video so people can see the reactions to my friends when I say that I say. Oh my gosh. So anyway, now that we have our drinks, um, I want to introduce a, a another new set. We got lots of new segments that we're going to try out and just see if people enjoy them. Yeah. So we are going to try a new segment. All right. Are you ready? It's called... Texts from my friends? Question mark. Oh. Where I'm going to read a text from a friend, Sarah. And you know my friends pretty well. Okay, yeah. Right? You know the guesty besties. And I'm going to read a text with no context. Okay. No context. And I'm going to give you a select group of friends to choose from. Okay. And you have to see if you can get it right. Mm, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So this is we're going to do this once. Okay. It's probably way too much information for people. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. All right. You thinking about the besties? I'm thinking about. Got them all circling around in your head. They're, yeah. Even the swimming. ones you haven't met. Yep. Uh huh. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Just because you blew the back off a handyman's dick doesn't mean you absorbed his abilities, rogue. <laughs> As in the X Men, rogue. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> 
Do you need me to read that again? Nope, I got it. I mean, <laughs> you can. <laughs> if you so choose, feel free. <laughs> Whew, okay. Yeah. Oh, your choices are okay. <laughs> oh, tears in my eyes. Okay, your choices are guesty bestie Kyle. Okay. Okay. Guesty bestie Peter. Okay. Guesty bestie Kristen. Okay. Or or guesty bestie Tiffany. Who do you think sent me a message that said, just because you blew the back off a handyman's dick doesn't mean you absorbed his abilities, rogue? Okay, so I think it's either Peter or Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Am I close? You are close. Okay. You you have eliminated two people that it's not. It was not Kyle or Kristen. Okay. All right. So. And now it's just hard because I think I've met them both. I think you met Tiffany a very long time ago. Yeah. You did. You did. You did. Is Tiffany from high school? Yes. Okay. But I also know that Peter (laughs) will tell you how it is. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Peter because of the rogue comment. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you go to cons with him. Right? So that's who I'm going to go with. You're correct. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Point for Peter. (laughs) So yesterday. Literally yesterday, I was coming home and I was, I always have to like stop my door from slamming. And it's on these really, like my apartment's an interior apartment. So like the doors are on these hinges, but they just slam shut really hard. And so I always grab the door handle before it slams to slow it down. And my doorknob fell off. And I was like, "Uh, well, okay. So I sent Peter a text to the doorknob and I was like, hey, this just happened. (laughs) And then I looked at it and I looked at the door and I looked at the doorknob and I was like, I can fix this. So I got my little screwdriver and I fixed it. And I was like, look at me, I'm a handyman. (laughs) And then that was the comment I got. (laughs) You know, I think I like Peter even more. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to use your text on the show. And he's like, do it. Yes. Anyway, my gosh. A lot's going on. We mentioned it to folks in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, I don't know. You know, my, my listeners, uh, we have a good range of folks, but we typically hit people in like my age demographic identify as female um i've never really asked the sexuality of of anybody Mm because that's not you know it's just not my deal but um the lgbtq plus community is really under attack worse i would say in years would you agree i would 100 percent agree i mean i feel like it's just getting 
it's just getting more and more like gross and disgusting and um your local news might not be carrying it that's that's why you should get your news from other sources like i don't know tiktok um but there's a lot happening especially in the south there's a lot of these anti like basically don't say gay bills don't say trans bills that are happening and um our local election is this week um one of the things that people need to be paying attention to are your school board candidates 100 percent, right right yes when you before you became an adult did you ever care about the school board i didn't even know that it was a thing you could vote on same like i didn't realize until i mean now that i'm fully an adult obviously right i I know but um and i also didn't realize how much control they can have on certain things so i am prepared to vote tomorrow and i know who i want i looked up who's going to be on the school board and all that stuff um because yeah it's really important it's it's insane what's happening because the don't say gay bill that we never thought would pass in florida passed and has gone into effect for the most part in texas there are similar bills and what we're seeing a lot of now is there's two types of things well really three i guess three not being able to discuss sexuality in school unless it's heterosexuality Mm -hmm. um not being able to discuss gender identity whatsoever and then three uh removal of books that quote unquote the school board finds offensive or parents find offensive now um i have friends who who are totally in with yes i think some books should not be in school and i i totally see that point and there are some books that i don't think should be in school like the bible i don't think the bible should be in school i don't think any unless it's under a uh, world religion class i don't think the bible should be in school i i would say that um if they can include the bible then there should be other religious texts as well 100 percent agree <clears throat> that's how i look at it do you i think do that... you see that would you see that them not getting that them keeping only the bible but getting rid of the other religious points um, of view? i don't know that they include it in the first place mm. but um public libraries do sure but school libraries um because i mean they're supposed to be that separation of church and state and mm. all that stuff um but you don't yeah yeah no totally agree with that um but what we're seeing is that we are banning uh lgbtq books and books about uh racism and history books about how racist of a country we are we have not changed we would like to hope that we're getting better but it looks like we're being set back and so i've had conversations with some of my friends who have kids and they're like well there are certain books that i don't think should be in schools and i was like you know sure there are some books that I would agree that should have a, like for me, I think there should be an age limit. Certain books like, like, a, like what, what age group is a young adult? And the reason I'm asking Sarah these questions is Sarah's a librarian. Um, so when, when, when we hear the phrase young adult, what does that actually mean? Like what's considered a young adult from an age perspective? Um, it's typically high school age students. Okay. So 14, 15, and like 15 to 18. Probably. So, um, and okay. there's another section that's middle grade that is for, you know, preteens. Sure. Um, the middle schoolers. So. so for me, like I always think, like I go back to when I grew up in high school, and our school, high school library, was also part of our public library. Mm-hmm. They were, in, like, they were just some books were put off into one other room, and that was like, oh, it's a high school library. But we could still get 
some really dark stuff. I remember getting a lot of Stephen King when I was like 13. Probably I too young. I read Flowers in the Attic when I was in 6th or 7th grade. I can see that. <clears throat> so it's kind of hard to say like well, what books should be limited at what age. Right? Yeah. And I, like my kind of stance on that, if you don't mind. No, that's why we're here. <laughs> is that <clears throat> I definitely think that each individual parent can say, I don't think that's appropriate for my child. I don't want my family reading those books. But I think there's a leap when we say, therefore, no other families and no other children can read these books. Because oftentimes you're not, like, for example, in Missouri, there's already a law in place that prohibits selling, like, things that are actually pornographic and obscene to children. So, you know, like, actual... Like like pornography, yes. pornography. <laughs> yes, exactly. We say so, pornography. Yes. So like, I don't even know. Are there actual still dirty magazines out there? And I hate saying dirty because I loved some of those when I was a kid. Um, like, Probably not still... in libraries. But, but that's what I thought. But like at the store, yeah, there's there are. Yeah. Um, but not at do libraries. You, do, do you want to know what my first my first nudie mag was when I was a kid? What swank. <laughs> <laughs> well, la di da. Yeah, a bunch of us went to Chicago, and we knew that the, the guy downstairs was all just trying to sell anything, and he sold a bunch of us who were underage. Swank, swank. Guess what? I did not enjoy swank. <laughs> it was um, it was full of the the sex and uh, that I'm not attracted to. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping for a little bit more, you know, but uh, no. <laughs> I don't think there's still, I don't know. Now I kind of want to know. Swank magazine. I'm just surprised if there's any magazines left. I can't believe there still are, but I guess it makes sense. But anyway, yes. So there's a law against that. But again, how does that actually get into, like, I don't understand, like, what types of material would be in a public library that would be deemed panographa? There really isn't. So then it's open to interpretation, which then opens a whole bag of worms because what I think is obscene and pornographic, you may not can, feel that you way can say that you think he-man is pornographic <laughs> no not at all <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah so that's very much more open to interpretation and um most schools and public libraries have um things in place already where they're you know they're making sure that the books they're choosing um are of high quality and they're award winners and do do they have an age restriction on some? Because I just remember growing up when I when I got my first Stephen King book at the public library, it flagged the account and they were like, do you have your parents' permission to read this? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so Sure, so they don't know. We, at the public library, we don't have that. Um, I mean, so we have the YA books in a separate room and then oh, okay. inside that room, at least at my branch, and then inside that room... We also have books that are tagged as high school, meaning they're a little bit more mature mm. um, and might deal with tougher topics. Okay. And that was one of the ways that we were able to kind of get around actually pulling them off the shelves at one point a few years back was to say, okay, we will mark them as being high school and needs a more mature student, child or student to read this. So when, when a family has an account at the library... Can the account holder see what the the other people on the account have checked out? Does um, it allow them to view? Yes. If, yes. 
That so is, that, was a, that was a hell of a hem and a haw. I know. Well, the thing is, is that everyone has their own individual card. Mm-hmm. So if a student, like if someone comes in and um, if they're under a certain age, we do need a, like a guardian to issue a card. A card. Right. Yeah. So if, you know, if an eight-year-old comes in, we need their adult to be there. Um, however, if someone is older, um, they can... They can get a library card. Um, so then it's whether or not that they then link it up with their parents or... Mm, they have the choice to link it up. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to say, I'm, I'm, I, in my mind, I'm always like, okay, I don't think... I mean, yes, I think the Bible should be banned, but that's because I'm being ridiculous. I'm trying to show the ridiculousness of this whole like, concept of not allowing people to read a book. And I also would like to say that with you saying the Bible. So I, wanna, I want to mention that um, when... They first um, started taking books off the shelves in Missouri in November. Um, it was because of a law that basically um, went into place that said that schools and or librarians could be fined um, up to $2,000 or, or serve up to a year in jail if they gave anything um, graphic to or um, of a sexual nature to a minor, mm. basically. So... Uh, they pulled graphic novel adaptations of works by Mark Twain and Shakespeare, as well as the Gettysburg Address, um, works of art by Leonardo da Vinci, um, Mouse, which is a Pulitzer Prize winning historical graphic novel. We talked about Mouse the last time and I still haven't gotten to read it yet. Yeah. And then as well, the children's Bible, because there were illustrations and they weren't sure what to pull. And so they were just pulling everything at the time that might have had something that could have been viewed as being obscene in some way. I I guess the problem that I'm having is, you had said it earlier, your idea of obscenity could be completely different than mine. It's like, you know, we talk a lot about horror movies on this podcast because I love horror movies. Mm -hmm. But you know what I don't love? Super gory horror films. I don't love torture porn, basically, is what it is, right? And I have friends that just, that's what they want to watch. And I'm like, we're not going to watch something together. But just because I don't like that doesn't mean I have the right to tell somebody else, like, nope, we can't have those anymore. Those can't At all. be made. Yeah. Right? And that's how I feel about books, too. Like, I feel like books can be life-saving mm-hmm. for certain people, um, especially people within the LGBTQIA community, as well as people um, in other, um, like, underrepresented communities. Sure. If you're only seeing... Um, white people in your media and in your books and everywhere, then you already feeling othered. And then that just is another way to feel othered because you're not included even in the most basic of media. So um, that, that brings up a couple of things. So one, <clears throat> I didn't know what gay was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw or read about another boy liking another boy was in a Stephen King book, and I was like, well, this is interesting. And it's, I, I don't know if it gave me an awakening, but it gave me a sense of, oh, there is something else out there. Mm-hmm. And then two, talking about representation in media, we talk about He-Man on here all the time too. There is a, um, there was a, I don't want to call him a knockoff, but that's what it was. There was a bootleg He-Man. Like back in the 80s, everybody tried to make a He-Man mm-hmm. toy, right? Mm-hmm. So they had the same muscular body and different shapes and heads and stuff like that. And one little boy told his mom that he could never be a superhero. And she was like, why? And he's like, they don't look like me. None of them are black. 
Mm-hmm. And so in uh, what she did is she took the same toy and went out and made a multi uh, multinationality line of action heroes that represented Latinx and Asian and uh, other various groups of color and things like that. And so the line did okay, but they've recently brought that back now. And that line is doing extremely well mm-hmm. because now you're, you're seeing kids say, oh, they're like me. Um, when the new Little Mermaid trailer came out, one of my favorite things to watch on TikTok was yes, little, I know what you're saying. little girls seeing the new Ariel and saying, mommy, she looks like me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if that doesn't hit why representation matters, then what does? Mm-hmm. Right? 100% agree. So I guess, what's the solution without getting rid of books? Like, what do you think, if you were in charge, like, what would you do? Because we're going to talk about some of these banned books because you, I, I said, hey, be prepared. <laughs> I know. I think it's hard because I wish I could just sit down with people and have a conversation and explain. Because I think sometimes people just, you're fed information and you, anybody can be reactionary. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be reactionary <clears throat> just like others. And so I I just wish I could like sit down and have a conversation with people. Um, I, It's funny that you mentioned TikTok because I just saw this the other day. Um, it was a group of Probably, I think they were fourth graders. It's a group of fourth grade girls, and they were sitting around and they were asking them, um, you know, what their shelves looked like in the school in Florida. Mm. And they were like, people just came in and started taking books off the shelves, and we don't have anything to read. And now, um, the books that we're left with are lower level books. And so, shocker. Yeah. And so these girls, you know, just on top of it, like you just think of like empower how it empowers everybody and it's like it feels like we've made strides and then you're just going backwards so like these girls who have felt empowered or like the generation before them is starting to teach them like speak out and you know you can do anything and all this stuff and now you're taking away the resources that will prepare them to be anything so i don't know I just wish I wish there could be more conversations with people well, to just understand that like nobody's trying to say that like you, you have, have to, to yeah you, oh, I love that we both said at the same time but you have you to, have to read this yeah I'm not saying that at all as a matter of fact I tend to get into like little um, like pockets where like I will read like queer witchy romances. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, kind of forget about other books for a while and then, like, go into, you know, finding something else. Like, a, um, I'm really getting into what they call cozy fantasies right now. What's um, a cozy fantasy? I oh, might want one. Yeah, it's just so nice. Usually the, like, two main characters, like, fall in love. There's not a lot of action. It's just, like, kind of their day-to-day life. And one that I read recently. Oh, huh, okay. Yeah. But they, like, they fall in love. They, like have just you know they 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 open the one i read recently they opened a tavern it was a um oh an orc and a tiefling ish um okay right these are dmd terms yes so um but <laughs> just alienated like 90 percent of our I, I'm listeners so they're sorry, like what people. is a t- did she say a teeth leaf what's a teeth leaf what's a tea leaf um <laughs> 
Um, basically like a demon and a goblin. There and, you go. Easier. There you yeah. go. That's all you And um, they open this tavern and they fall in love and it's two women mm-hmm. and it's just really cute and they form a little community and it's found family and I don't know. It's just like I'm really getting into kind of that side of things. Um, and, you know, I don't really want to read horror, but I'm not going to tell people you can't read Horror because I don't want to. Right. You know? It's so ridiculous. And that's the that's the like biggest thing to me is like you don't have to read it. No um, one's forcing but it should, you to read it. Yeah, but it should be available to those who like want to. Right. And I think I also I also think back to like my high school days and like no offense, but my education in high school I don't think was the best. Um, because when I got to college, people were like, Oh my god, we're reading the Crucible. We did this sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we didn't read it at all. Um do you feel like parents should be more involved in understanding what choices are available and then having that conversation with their child versus saying, I don't like it, now no one else can? Yeah, I do think so. And I, I think that, um, and there are, there have been parents who like, not so much at the public library level, but I worked in a public high school for a while and, um, you know, there were some times where we would have a little note that said, um, you know, parent does not want student to check out X, Y, Z. And so... Really? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, fuck them. But still, at least they were taking... They were taking the extra, even if you... But that's also what we're kind of trying to say, too, yeah. is that you have the right as a, a parent to say what, you know, you want your children to read and or... Read it yourself first. Yeah. Because that's a lot of what I'm like just blown away by some of the books that are on this list. And I'm like, some of them I could kind of maybe see. um, And then others, I'm like, I don't think they read those books because if they had, um, you know, and and additionally, (laughs) um, when they talk about like agendas or whatever, Mm -hmm. um. When you when you look at the books that are mostly uh, banned or challenged, um, as we kind of mentioned before, they're by LGBTQIA authors, they're by diverse um, okay. authors. You know, George R. R. Martin wrote Game of Thrones, and there is full on incest in that book. There's all kinds of things in those yeah. books, and they are on the high school shelves. They are never on the banned book list. You know, so I just think about things like that where. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to talk about that. But this book that actually explores identity and just everyday life of a, a of somebody mm-hmm. is, is wrong just because they're existing in the book, which right. then is like, so you don't want them to exist in the book. That makes me feel like you don't want them to exist in life. That's true. No, that's you what know? it is. It's erasure. Yeah. Um, because if you think about it, like there are... Why are we taking, why are we so adamant that we don't want books about racism? Like, I want to come back to that because it's like, well, if we don't talk about it, it doesn't exist. That's not true. It's, it's even worse when you don't talk about it because now you're not recognizing it. You can't stop it. It's, it's interesting that we, we are having conversations about like, you know, I mean, obviously on this podcast, we're focusing on the LGBTQ plus side, but there's a whole other side. There's other religions that are, that are being attacked. There's indigenous people that are being attacked there are people of color that are being attacked there are women being attacked and 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 you're right it's by people who don't 
take the second to read the book. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody knows this, but I don't like Stephanie Meyer. I think she's a trash author. And I'm glad you're shaking your head. Um, when Twilight came out and all these people were making fun of it, I was like, well, I could join the bandwagon and make fun of it, but I'm going to read it first. And I will tell you all, it means I struggled to get through that book because it is badly written. But I went out and read it before I had an opinion. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be like, oh, every, it's people who are like, oh yeah, everything Stephen King writes is amazing. No, it's not. Yeah. Even he'll say it's not. Right. No. You have to go out and research. I don't understand. People are like, well, no, you can't read that book. Like, or you can't. You know, we, we, we can't keep um, manga in at the library or we can't have graphic novels because, oh, there's blood in it. Like, well, why is there blood in it? Just go in and actually see what happened. It's a redemption story. Right. His girlfriend was murdered and he's avenging her. What do you want to happen? Yeah. They're a straight couple. Isn't that good enough? Right. So, okay. You brought a list. I did. Now, are these currently banned in Missouri or just on banned book list in general? So, I have... Um... Some that were banned or challenged in Missouri. Some that are both in Missouri, Texas, and Florida. And then I, I have some that were like the top 10 most banned in 2021, which was the last time they sent out a list. Um, Ooh, are we worried that they're not going to send out a list going forward? Oh, no, they will. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the American Library Association. And oh, they, okay. Yeah, okay. they always do it. And they actually, like, they've tracked it. It's crazy how many more books, like, I don't have the numbers and I wish I would have written it down because it's insane. Like how many more books have been banned or challenged from 2021 to 2022. Sure. Like, and not just in the, in the like grade schools and high schools, but college now too. Yeah. You have colleges being attacked for what, what they're required. And again, that's a class you're being required to read yeah. a store or, or a book, whether you agree with the information in it or not. And I have seen um, a little bit of a trend where, um, sometimes teachers will offer, um, options. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, but if you're in college, why would you limit yourself? Yeah. I don't know. And it's, it's not fine. college so much. It's more high, high school, school and yeah. middle school where if, if there's required reading, they will give options so that when parents see the list, they can say, I would prefer my student to read this one over this one. Um, but also classics can be boring. And I just think Sometimes if you it's want true. to engage um, students, you know, having an updated um, like coming of age story or an updated, um, you know, updated Gatsby or updated Catcher in the Rye or something like that um, kind of has the same premise, but just with people that look like them or talk like them right. or whatever. Right. So um, some of the books. So um in November of 2022, um, several school districts pulled a lot of, in the St. Louis area. So um, Wentzville was one, Lindbergh, Rockwood. Um, and several of the school districts like came back to say, we pulled them, but we put them back on the shelves. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So, uh, but there were 300 on the list. I didn't do all. Good yeah, God. I know. It was crazy. So um, what we'll do on your list is we'll put a link in the show notes so you can see all 300 because we don't have time on the show. Yes. Yes. Um, but Although, what a great podcast. You do a different band book every episode. Right? Yes. Sad as that. It really is because there's so many. Um, but the ones that I chose to pick out for um, 
Missouri was Be Gay Do Comics by The Nib. And that is just honestly what it says. They're trying to show you like how to draw comics. And if you are, if you identify as a gay person, then, um, you know, how to incorporate that into your comics, basically. Um, <laughs> so it's an art book? Yeah. Um, Bingo Love by T. Franklin is about two um, African-American women who meet in the 60s and um, they're teens, but they both have to, um, they ha- they because of the time they go their separate ways, one doesn't marry, one marries a man. Um, when her husband passes away, she comes back around and finds this woman again and um yeah they explore like what they could have had then sure yeah um brazen rebel ladies who rock the world again a lot of art in there um it just talks about women who are awesome uh flamer by mike carrado (laughs) is actually all about uh it's actually mike carrado's like uh view of him growing up and not having a like not understanding what it meant to be gay as a young boy. And he did it in um, graphic novel form. And he, um, it all takes place over like a summer camp. And so, (laughs) so, um, but it's, (sighs) but it's made for um, like high school or middle grade high school. So it's really Mm -hmm. like a younger boy. He kind of gets a crush on a boy and, um, you know, he explores kind of what that means. Um, Ginger Queer by Maya Kobabe is a, another memoir. Um, that one's getting a lot of heat recently, and it's basically their, um, again, it's a memoir on their experience being a queer person mm-hmm. and what that means growing up. Um, How to Be Ace, a memoir of growing up asexual by Rebecca Burgess. And um, we don't have enough representation of any of the spectrum, uh, the LGBTQIA community, but I feel like uh, asexual um, memoirs and people who are um, who identify in that way um, are very low on, yeah. at, at very um, lowly represented. Absolutely. So, well, there's um, a, there's a lot of people that don't quite understand what that is, or even know if there's a name. Yeah. Um, you know, I to go off topic for just a hot second. Um, I, I was doing safe zone workshops at work and someone later on was like, you just helped me figure out who I was. Yeah. I didn't know there was a term for it and now I understand it. Mm-hmm. And it's because we did a section about asexuality and they were like, oh my gosh, this, it's like a whole new world has opened up for me now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is why we have to educate people and say, you, you, you don't have to be A or B. Yeah. There's a whole, whole line of letters in between. Yeah. Even though it's only A or B. Right. <laughs> um, I gave, I guess I should say. Yeah. Well, and um, for examples, as someone who works in the library, and I can't say that everyone does this, but um, I saw that we didn't have, there's this book called Common Bonds, and it's all about, it's all short stories with um, kind of like uh, fantasy creatures, um, and they are all within the ace asexual like spectrum okay and um we didn't have it at the library and so i requested it and i said you know we have a lot of represented uh, we have much more representation 
on the LGBT side of things and not as much on the QIA side of things. Mm. And so when I see books that are in that... Underrepresentative. Yes. Underrepresented section. Yeah. yeah. Then um, I want to say something about it. And so I sent that to my library um, and they came back to me and they said, yes, we will purchase it. And so (laughs) um, I just, you know, I try to be, I try to look out for people when, when that happens. So um, books that are banned in Texas um, that are also banned in Missouri, all boys aren't blue by George M. Johnson, Mm -hmm. which that one I've heard of. Yeah. That's a good one. I've read that one as well as beyond magenta transgender teens speak out by Susan Cooklin. Um, I read that one too. And that's lots of different stories about um, transgender teens. Um, Books banned in Florida. So some of these aren't necessarily, um, anyway, so they're they're banned. It's Wicked by Gregory Maguire. Yes, Wicked as in the Broadway musical. uh, Greg, because of witchcraft? It could be. Gregory Maguire is also a gay author, so I don't know if that has something to do with it, too. I mean, there was an orgy scene in that book, if I remember correctly. I kind of remember that, too. There was but an orgy. that's also, um, typically, like, in public libraries, that would be found in the adult fiction section. Sure. Rather than the teen As fiction. it should be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter, which kind of makes sense for being in Florida and Texas. I, um, It doesn't make... I mean... It doesn't make sense. It just makes sense that that would be a politically charged book, I feel like. Um, Juliet Takes a Breath, which is um, about a woman finding out that she's a lesbian. I've heard of that one, too. And then Julian the Mermaid and Julian at the Wedding by Jessica Love. Those are both um, children's books. And Julian um, sees beautiful women and also... um, some drag queens, and he thinks that they are beautiful, um, both the women and um, and the drag queens, both. And he try he goes home and he's like putting curtains on and bed sheets, and um, his grandma asks him what he's doing, and he says he wants to be beautiful like the women he saw. And so she helps sew him his little clothes to make him look like a mermaid and make him look pretty at the wedding. It's so great. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, those are those. And then I can just say the top ten books, if you want, from 2021. So Gender Queer, which I discussed Mm -hmm. earlier it was um, banned challenged and restricted for lgbtqia content and because it was considered to have sexually explicit images Um, lawn boy by jonathan evison was banned and challenged for lgbtqia content and because it was considered to be sexually explicit all boys aren't blue um, by george m johnson banned and challenged for lgbtqia content profanity and because it was considered to be sexually explicit out of darkness Banned, challenged, and restricted for depictions of abuse and because it was considered to be sexually explicit. The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Banned and challenged for profanity, violence, and because it was thought to promote an anti-police message and indoctrination of a social agenda. Good lord. <laughs> the Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. Banned and challenged for profanity, sexual references, and a use of derogatory terms. Me and Earl and the, Di- and the Dying Girl by Jesse Andrews. Banned and challenged because it was considered sexually explicit. The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Toni mm. Morrison. Toni, yeah. <laughs> Banned and challenged because it depicts child sexual abuse and was considered sexually explicit. 
This Book is Gay by Juno Dawson. Banned, challenged, relocated, and restricted for providing sexual education and LGBTQIA content. Beyond Magenta. Banned and challenged for LGBTQIA content and because it was considered to be sexually explicit. So, in the top 10 books, how many of them said LGBTQIA content? I I, I lost count. (laughs) How does it, like, to me, it's like, you almost can't say it isn't intentional. When, no, yeah, no, when every single thing says LGBTQIA, and if not, then it's racial. Yeah. Every single thing mentions that, and it just is, it's so obvious. I mean, even when you go into 2020, everything is, again, LGBTQIA and uh, racially, because they think it's. Sure. Yeah. It, it's covering something that they we don't have. We don't want to talk about. Right. Exactly. And I think that's the problem is that that parents don't want to have those conversations because that means that they have to acknowledge that those people exist, that it was a chance that their child could be in that category, and we can say, well, those people don't exist. And and now what what I think is what we're trying to do is we're going to go back to the days where. And there are still people that believe being gay is weird or being trans is weird, right? And But I think what they're trying to do is go back to the days where we could point that out. In my sad future dystopian world, um, there's a group of people that is desperately trying to make uh, who I am illegal. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that that's the goal. I mean, there have been some, some people in... Um, political positions that have basically called for the death of, of trans individuals that have called for the death of anybody that identifies under the LGBTQ uh, umbrella. Um, and I think that those people are really trying hard, which is kind of why at the very beginning of this, you and I said, you, you need to be out there looking at your school boards and actually don't just vote because you see somebody's name on a sign. You need to go and look them up. Yeah. What is their record? What are they about? Um, now we're, it's a district that I don't think you and I are in, but there is one of the candidates, whenever you go to their page and ask a question, their supporters do nothing but attack you for asking a question. That should tell you right there that that individual is not someone that should win an election. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I feel like there, who, who comes up with the criteria of what is deemed offensive and not? You know, I forget how many bills we had here in the Missouri House that failed. I think it was like something like 300, if I'm correct, right? That were anti-LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember somebody reaching out, reaching across the aisle to this woman and he said, you know, well, what do you define as sexuality? Like, why? well, she's like, I have a moral clause. And he's like, that does not matter. Your moral clause is different. Your morals are different than someone else's. That doesn't make yours right. Right. And you're representing everybody yeah you're not just representing the people who think the same as you the vocal majority yeah it's, it's what or the vocal minority is that what it is the yeah. vocal minority yeah because i really don't i i i want to believe and this may be naive of me but i want to believe that the majority of people aren't the loud people yeah no. you know i want to believe that that for the most part it, i am Anyway, I don't know what no, to say about no. it. No, you're, you're right. I, it's like, it's like that's the thing that makes me be able to sleep at night because when, I wouldn't be able to if I thought. And it's and it's it's getting those people to have a conversation away from the the conversations they're having in their normal lives, right? Like having a conversation to call out like you're dumb about this and here's why. Yeah. Right. Like I will never say I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm not. There are times where I need to listen 
There are times where I need to sit back and just tell me what's going on. Why does this book mean so much to you? Yeah. My question is going to be, what was your favorite book as a kid? Oh, okay. Why did it mean so much to you? Oh, well, you know, I like to sew and she likes to sew. And Oh, so you saw yourself? Right. And that's why it meant something to you? It's, it is scary as to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. The only hope is that a lot of these bills that are getting passed are going to end up in front of the Supreme Court, and there is no way that the Supreme Court can actually support some of these things. There's just not. Yeah. I think we'll have an entire riot in the country if they do. Yeah. One of the things, um, too, that I was going to say that is something positive um, that just happened the other day was that a Texas judge just ordered books to be returned to library shelves. Um, oh. where they had been pulled in schools. Um, I, I don't know that it was all of the state or if it was just one county, but um, that made me feel somewhat, um, you know, that there are other people out there mm-hmm. that understand, I mean, that understand how important it is to be seen. Yeah. That it's, um, you can't, I mean, we know who burned, who burned the books and banned the books. <laughs> so you can't, be that person. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's leave it at that, but... But again, if you want that control, then just control it for your child. Right. And then what's going to happen is your kid's going to find it later and be pissed off at you the whole time and be upset because they didn't know that there was something else out there that they could have helped figure themselves out. Right. And something else on the flip side of that is like... Books help me understand perspectives other than my own. Oh, say it louder. <laughs> because I'm not able to sit down and have a conversation with every single body. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to come into contact in um, the state of Missouri with, you know, just as much diversity as I do in books. So um, being able to read other people's perspectives mm-hmm. and um, understand what they've gone through and... <laughs> Where they come from is so eye-opening to me. So um, I just think it's also good just not only to be seen and represented, but also to see others and realize, you know, you have more of an understanding, you have more compassion when you can hear other people's stories. Um, One thing that I saw happen, um, I don't think they've ever done it here in Missouri, but I would love for them to do so. And maybe it's something that I should try to do, but, (laughs) but they would have, um, it was, it was called the human library and they would get all of these different people, all these different perspectives, everything. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Okay. Keep going. Keep explaining it. Yeah. And so then you could check out check out a person a person for an hour or something and a lot of the times you would see you know um like an african-american person um like let's say uh someone who's democratic african-american woman sit down with a white republican man check him out for an hour and just sit down and have a conversation and say you know ask me anything Mm. you know ask me you know what you want to know and sometimes it was like christians and muslims sitting down sometimes it was um an indian person and a latinx person sitting down or a straight person and a gay person sitting down and just you're just able to sit down and you know the rules there are certain rules like Mm -hmm. ahead of time you can say i don't want to talk about xyz but outside of that they can ask me anything and there's a conversation and it starts and then people 
it's hard to oppress someone when you see them as a person. It's true. So, it's so true. So, yeah. All right. Well, as I teased earlier, we we can we have another new segment. Ooh. So you you're 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 getting to do new segments before anybody else. I'm so excited. And uh, this segment we are calling Memoirs of a Gayson. I will give guesty bestie Peter credit for that one. <laughs> it's amazing. Again, Peter. Dude, I, I need to be friends with Peter. That's all there is I to mean, it. You kind of are, sort of. I mean, you've met at the party. Okay, so at the very beginning, we kind of teased this, and I said my parents gave me this bag of stuff. And I've gone through this bag of things multiple times, thrown things away, and they're like, I mean, it was actually multiple bags of things. <laughs> and so what I thought would be fun, at least for, you know, maybe, I don't know, we'll see if people like it, is to have my guesties reach into the bag of... Memoirs of a gay son. Oh my God. <laughs> Pull out something and we will talk about it. And if I can, I would post it uh, a couple days after the show airs. So you can come back and look uh, after the show airs and see what that is. And you'll find Yay. that on our on our Facebook page. So make sure you are, uh, you've liked us on the book. That's awesome. All right, are you ready? I'm going to yes. come over to you. I love a grab, a grab bag. <sighs> I love grabbing a bag too. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> you can, you, you, you might find... Uh, yearbooks, you might find documents, pictures, who knows. Okay, let's see. What am I going to do? What's, what's this? <gasps> All right. Oh, you picked two. Which one would you like? The front or the back one? Oh, the back. The back? This one? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Sarah, you have chosen my first grade yearbook. Stop. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I was in Miss Bobine's class. Oh, Miss Bobine. And uh, I am still friends with uh, my friend Alicia, who is in that class, and Sarah, oh. uh, who is not, I don't know why Guesty Bestie Sarah hasn't been on the show yet. She needs to be on the show. She lives in Florida. And I think that's it so far. Okay, so I will let you, I've even marked the page, and you can find. First grade little Gason. Oh, little Gason. And then I'll post the little Gason's photo later on. Stop it. Tell him how cute I am. He was so much cuter then. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Damn. Look at you. Describe me. <laughs> wow. In that case, <laughs> cute little striped shirt, mm. little grin, and cute little blonde hair. I had super blonde hair when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, I did too. Well, just when I was little, little. Yeah, when I was I was a kid, it started getting browner as I got older. So cute. Aww. I love. Aww. I love it. I that. So that was in 1985 to 86. Wow. So that was Lil Gason. Yeah. Lil Gason. How old were you? Oh, gosh. Well, you uh, said first grade. Seven? Yeah, first grade. So probably uh, six or seven because I started school when I was five. So I'd probably been six. Oh, okay. Yeah, I started school when I was five. I think I started late or early. I'm not really sure what it was because it was like I was at a weird cutoff. Yeah. So, well, here, we'll just do the math because I don't know. I had to do the math the other day. When I was, it was six. Okay. Six to seven. Well, I was six in 85, and I would have been in seven 
in later on in 86 because yeah. I have a July birthday. So adorable. Oh my gosh. You know what? Because you're our first guest, I'm going to let you do another grab bag. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. What else am I going to do? What am I going to find? I'm going to find in here. Reach into my bag. Okay. <laughs> Get your, get your hands in there. Get your, get your oh, hands no. in there. Oh, no. What? 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 Uh, what you got? This. What you got? Oh, oh, oh. What's this? Is this? Wait. Oh, okay. You have pulled out. You have pulled out that this certificate certifies that Jason is commended for spelling bee finalist. Not spelling bee finalist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word! March twenty ninth of nineteen ninety. Oh my goodness! And it, was, it was a shocker because um, when we did our first practice oh. round, I was out early on, and then I don't know what happened. I got all the words right, so then I got selected as a finalist. Wow! And then I went home and studied, and then we did the spelling bee with all the other classes in that grade, and I still remember what word I got out on. What centimeter? Centimeter. Yep. Centimeter. Mm. I someone to knock me down. I was out in the first round. <laughs> no. But my parents were super proud. Yeah, of course they were, because you're a special boy. I'm a special boy. <laughs> and I have a certificate that proves yeah. it. There we go. <laughs> Sarah, how much fun was it playing? Memoirs of a Gason. <laughs> I, I want know. to keep reaching in the bag. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot in there. I know. Um, you know what? There's enough that you could do one more today if you'd like. <gasps> okay. Would you like that? I do. Okay. I want to. I'm. I, yeah. It's the, the just, beginning of season just four. Just want to my bag. I, I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. Wait. We need a better bag. Maybe you should do a box. Oh, it's another yearbook. Oh, stop. Okay. And what year is this? this? is Gason's sixth grade yearbook. No. And it was in, let's see, what year was the grade? My God. 89 to 90. Oh, my. And I was- The in, year of the spelling bee. <laughs> I was, yeah, that's just, yeah. I was uh, in fifth grade. Okay. Um, <laughs> here is me. <laughs> don't want to know. In sixth grade. Sixth grade. Jason. Wait. One, two, three. <laughs> Another striped shirt. <sighs> now we are sporting glasses. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> um. I definitely hit my Coke bottle glass years. Oh, yeah, I did too uh, I that year. I had a really bad haircut. Uh, but I was in vertical stripes this time. The other yes. one was horizontal. Yes. Um, my hair was losing the blonde in this. You could tell a yeah. lot more. Uh, that was definitely during that awkward getting ready to hit puberty years. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. puberty too. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on there. A lot going on. I will uh, I will be sharing those photos uh, a couple days after this episode airs. So if you want to see it, you got to, to go to the the Facebook page. The Book of Face. The Book de la Face. My gosh. Sarah, have you been binging anything? No. What you been binging, bestie? I 
I nothing? binged anything. I'm sorry. Books? Uh, books, yeah. I, yeah, that's accounts. Okay. I am reading The Library of the Dead. Ooh. Ooh. I know what I can tell you because I was really surprised by two books. One book I read was From Crook to Cook by Snoop Dogg. It is my only five-star review of the year so far, and I have read 43 things. Oh, my God. So I loved it, (laughs) and I don't cook. (laughs) Oh. And then I read, because everyone at work was reading it, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll read it. I read Spare by Prince Harry. Oh, how was that? It was so good. I gave God, it four stars. Hottie. He oh, really is. He's just As beautiful. my uh, coworker at the library said, she wanted her review to say, we got the hot prince, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is a dreamboat. Well, I mean, I've actually been reading a lot more lately, too. Um, I finished Elvira's. Uh, autobiography. Oh, Have yeah. you read that? I haven't. You need to put it. Do you like autobiographies? I do. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. It's okay. one of, uh, it's very, very fascinating. Fascinating. Um, it talks about her life from being a child all the way up until now, including when, like, it took a long time to get to Elvira status, like where she was at and then all the things that happened. And um, as a child of the 80s, I think you'll recognize some of the things that she's talking about. But then she's just talking about some of the people she slept with. Mm. And it gets real spicy. Mm. And I highly recommend it. Okay. So um, that one was really, really good. And I just started uh, a young adult novel. I think it's called White Rabbit. It's about... um, Is it Yours Cruelly? Yes, it's Yours Cruelly, yeah. Um, White Rabbit, It's a. I think it's going to be a murder mystery, but it's about this boy. He's probably 16. He's gay. He's at a party and his ex-boyfriend comes in, who he hates right now because he broke up with him. And um, his sister, uh, the the boy, the main character, his sister, who's like a year or two older than he is, calls him to come rescue her. And the ex-boyfriend is with him. So he drives him out to where the sister is. And they find the sister covered in blood. Um, and laying next to her is the mutilated body of her boyfriend. And she is holding the butcher knife. Oh. So, um, we also find out there's some family drama and, uh, but yeah, I'll maybe hopefully by the next show I'll have that finished and I can actually give a review on it. But, uh, but definitely yours cruelly is, uh, so good. Yeah. So good. Good. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend. Now I have been watching a lot of TV, so, you know, check out TV. I like TV. <laughs> TV makes me happy. Um, but I, uh, binged through a, uh, it's called Alice in Borderland. And it was based on a manga series. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. um, I really like it. I, there's a lot. You have to really suspend disbelief a lot, but that's okay. It's about a group of friends who get sucked into an alternate world of Tokyo where they're forced to literally fight for their lives. Oh, interesting. In a bunch of like really violent games with other people. Each game, when you get there, gives you a... Uh, difficulty rating but it's based on a deck of cards so as they start to do these things they realize they have to collect all 52 cards in a deck and um it's it's actually really good i really liked it so you can find both seasons it's only two seasons long it does get wrapped up for the most part um so it's on netflix it's only uh, eight episodes a season 16 episodes i would highly recommend um Alice in Borderland. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. And I just started watching 
American Crime Story Impeachment, and that one is the season about the Clinton and Lewinsky scandal. Oh. And um, I had no idea about Linda Tripp. Like, she was the one, you know, that, mm-hmm. that did everything. I had no idea what kind of person she was. She yeah. She's not good. Yeah. Um, Sarah Paulson does an amazing job with her. So I'm watching that now, too. But uh, highly recommend. Ooh, ooh. And you should watch Accused. Oh, okay. Uh, on Fox. It's a, every episode is a different cast. It's a different story, every episode. Uh, and it's uh, told from the point of view from somebody who's being accused of a crime. It's a drama. But they had one about um, a drag queen who is being on trial for uh, being a, uh, on trial for an accomplice to murder. They had one about a dad who knew his son was um, trigger warning a dad who knew his son was potentially going to be violent and the son ended up going to the school and doing things wow um another about a mom on trial but i'm not going to say why she got ended up on trial but she was on trial and the uh, the story that gets there eventually is that her son was killed in a school shooting Um, and she was being doxxed by far right conspiracy theorists who kept saying that everything she was saying was a lie. Oh, wow. Um, there was one about a female comedian who was assaulted by a male comedian. Um, it's just some really good ones. I've got like three episodes to catch up on, but uh, I highly recommend Accused. You can okay. watch it on Hulu if you don't have Fox. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. Man, that was a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we'll wrap up. Okay. I think we're doing okay. Yeah. It was a good season four beginner. It was. You know, we got more coming up. So make sure that you hang out with us. Uh, you can uh, find more information about me and the show on GabbyWithGason.com. Do you remember that? What was that old commercial? It was like, rah, 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 dot com. Dot com. Expedia. 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 Yes. Uh, so you can go on to that and find out more information about past shows in this show. Please do me a huge favor and make sure you subscribe to the show because that's the way you'll get the episodes faster than anyone else because you get a little notification to pop up on your phone. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are now on Amazon Music. What? That's a big deal for me because I'm scared. But uh, we're there. We're on a bunch of different ones now. So you can check out that. You can also check out my brand new podcast, We just had our first episode released in March. It is my new fantastic one. Sarah will be a guest on it shortly. It is called Out of the Holiday Closet. And uh, what we do is we grab one of the guesties and we sit down and we watch a holiday special that has been forgotten, probably for good reason. And uh, we talk about it. So a lot of them are going to be animated specials. And I had guesty bestie Chris, a.k.a. your hubs, yeah, uh, on our premiere episode here in March. And we reviewed <laughs> one of these St. Patrick's Day episodes of the cartoon classic, The Real Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. So uh, if you get a chance, you can find that. And again, it's called Out of the Holiday Closet. I'll play the trailer at the end of the show. So make sure you come back for that. Yeah, that's what we got in the does. So, um, my gosh, what else? Make sure you find us on the Facebook, like us. If you want this show to be better, uh, give monies. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I really want a new soundboard because it's really hard picking only four songs. Oh, yeah. I'd like to have like 12. 
That would be nice. I know, right? Right? Also, if you have a haunted location that you think we should come and check out this year, we are taking suggestions. I can't say that we'll get to it this year, but who knows? But we are accepting those. So you can send us an email at gabbingwithgason at gmail.com for that as well. And also, if you want to be a guest on the show, shoot me an email there or message us on Facebook. And uh, uh, the Missing Movie Club podcast that I co-host with uh, Guesty Bestie Chris, Guesty Bestie Pamela, and Guesty Bestie John is uh, also back. So you can find that on uh, on your other podcast platforms as well. My gosh, so much. We've covered a lot. I know. Aren't you proud that I can do that by memory now? I know. It's a lot. Anyway, Sarah, thanks for coming on our season four premiere. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, bringing us down with Book Bannon. Good job. Oh, well. <laughs> but we gave you good recommendations you should read them all read them all i actually was keeping it i don't know if you saw but i was taking notes oh good. and i was like i'm gonna read this i'm gonna read this i'm gonna read this i'm yeah. actually gonna steal your paperwork okay. um all right everybody uh join us next time um for another gabbing with gasson and uh until next time please remember to be loud be proud be bold be brave and keep sharing your joy and we will see you next time bye Well, I'm not even going to give any real fanfare for this, but we have finally gotten to the season one finale, if you can call it that, of For the Love of Dilfs. So this will be our last recap. <sighs> Y'all, I'm not saying that we're going to end on a high note. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that now. That's, that's what I'm saying, I guess. Um, definitely not the best. Like, they could have probably combined uh, episode seven and half of this episode to have, like, an actual season finale. But, um <sighs> Stormy starts off, by the way, she looks amazing, and um, go Stormy. I'm now a Stormy fan. Um, Stormy starts off by interviewing each of the couples that are left in the game. Um, we first meet Daddy Gordon and Mateo, and I think we've all learned my disdain for Daddy Gordon. He is boring, and I don't like him. Uh, Bobby and Nathan go, and they are relationship goals. They are totally in love. And then bleh, Josh... And Charles go, and nobody cares at first, but then Charles breaks up with Josh and says, you know what? This isn't working. We're not attracted to each other. We should drop out. This is unfair to the couples that have actually, you know, found uh, each other here. And so it ends things. And um, you can see that, you know, Josh is like, well, I hope that we can work together professionally. And of course, all Josh cares about is becoming famous. He doesn't care how, because I don't think he has any talents other than somehow only shaving uh, below his pecs, which is weird and awkward, and you can totally tell. It's so weird. Anyway. <sighs> then they bring back the entire cast who act like it's been months since they've been there, but in reality, we know it's only been like a week and a half at the most, maybe two. And um, everyone comes back. Stormy comes in looking amazeballs. Her, 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 her chest is on point, so good for her. And um, she starts to get ready to question everybody but she does make mention that demilo aka deboring uh decided not to come back for the show nobody cares i honestly didn't even pay attention to notice that he wasn't there because he is one of the least interesting people i've ever seen in my entire life so she brings back everybody else um himbo tony is still trash and still fake um 
and she starts interviewing each person sort of, but not really. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but we start, we talk to some people a little bit and then we talk to other people like hardly at all. She does talk about, uh, she does talk to Tokyo and daddy Tony and they say that they, uh, daddy Tony says, you know, after the show, Tokyo came to me and said that this isn't going to work and Tony got a little emotional, but he appreciates the fact that Tokyo is smart enough to say like, this isn't this, this isn't for us. Um, I do love Tokyo. I have missed him. He is joy and, um, he does one last twerk for the entire show and it was heaven. Um, (laughs) Then uh, Stormy brings up the fact that he and um, Himbo Tony, God, he's so stupid, fake Himbo Tony had their problem. And uh, Himbo Tony's like, I thought he was a friend. Uh, Tokyo's like, I don't like fake people. I have a problem with fake and everything he says sounds fake. And then um, cue shocked look from Himbo Tony, who's like, I feel bullied by Tokyo the entire time. I've been bullied my whole life. And I was like, it's because you act so fake. Um, no, I'm not going to condone bullying, but I think that it wasn't bullying. I think Tokyo is literally just calling you out on your fake behavior. Um, and there's nothing resolved and it's weird. And then the rest of it is like super boring as we kind of like, I don't know, we kind of go through the whole cast and nobody really cares. She skipped over Matt quite a bit, which makes me happy because I don't like him anyway. Um, and then we do this montage of both of the couples that are remaining. And it's like, you don't even have to do this montage because it hasn't been that long of a journey. I know you've aired eight episodes, or really seven episodes over eight weeks. It hasn't been that long that we forget any of these good moments or bad moments. It's just kind of silly. Um, the only one that I want to watch is Nathan and Bobby because Gordon just Gordon gives me such an ick fact with Mateo. And it's not that I'm jealous that he's with Mateo, um, although I would be with Mateo in a heartbeat. But um, is there something about Gordon's personality that just, I don't know, he there's a vibe that just is gross anyway um then stormy asks each of the couples to um that they had to write a love letter to the other person in their couple um nathan's is really sweet it made me tear up to bobby bobby's is nice too but he seems a little codependent i'm not gonna lie but i do want good things for them i really do hope that they work out although a lot of people think that they're gonna fail um then we get to gordon's letter to mateo and it's just full of douchery and I don't know. It's just douche. He says like, I think like I want to be your mentor. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? Like this is supposed to be somebody you're falling in love with. Mateo's letter is a little convoluted because it starts talking about how um, Gordon is his little gordito. And I was like, um, isn't gordito in Spanish for like fatty? I feel like anyway. Um, and then he like, starts talking about all this personal stuff about how he tried to kill himself, sorry, trigger warning, how he, uh, his mom died when he was five. And like, it was really this, it was a great story, but it had nothing to do with his love for Gordon. And then everybody starts crying and I'm not really sure what the point was. It was very, I don't know. Um, then, uh, Stormy says, um, that it's time to vote and that all the cast off himbos and daddies get to vote for the winning couple and um, Stormy will cast her vote if she needs to as a tiebreaker. And then she tells everybody to give out their votes out loud, which is kind of shocking. Um, in this situation, I love a reality show that makes you say your vote out loud. But I am so pissed off at this ending. Like, I'm still going to watch season two. But I'm still this so pissed off at this ending because 
almost everybody votes for Matteo and Gordon. And I was talking to Guesty Bestie Peter about this, and I said the only reason that they got any votes is because of the stories that Matteo was telling. It had nothing to do with him and Gordon. There's nothing there but maybe some sexual attraction. It's nothing like, I feel like there are genuine feelings between Bobby and Nathan, and they should have won. Um, it's really dumb. I am not okay with how this ended, and I'm definitely not okay with the winners. Um, but I will definitely like I said watch season two um I have a feeling the game will become more important in season two which is going to kind of be disappointing because I really do want them to find love I think the money is stupid I take the money out I think the money should be a, a surprise like bonus gift at the end like if people really truly want to be there for for love then bring people on who truly want to meet for love not somebody who's trying to get their 15 minutes of fame or somebody that wants five thousand dollars so anyway lackluster like I said I wasn't gonna go into a 20 minute um dissertation about this this last episode it could have been cut down to 30 minutes if that and um it could be tacked on to episode seven um Definitely not my favorite couple. Um, Mateo is still gorgeous. Nathan is still gorgeous. And if you're single and listening to this, hit a gaysen up. Did you love it when Linus told Charlie Brown the true meaning of Christmas? Or when Rudolph finally gets to guide Santa's sleigh? What about when the wacky wall walkers discovered the true meaning of Christmas? You don't, you don't know that one? Well, what about when Garfield and Odie survived their horrible encounter with the ghost pirates on Halloween? Or when Willem the Mouse helped save the Mayflower in The Mouse on the Mayflower? Wow, okay, you definitely need to join me, your holiday host, Gason, and my gaggle of holiday helpers as we reach deep into the holiday closet to find some rare and forgotten holiday TV specials and episodes. Join us each month as we review, rank, and drop some holiday knowledge. Will these specials be something to add to your holiday traditions? Or should they be moved to the attic and never seen again? Join us starting in March for Out of the Holiday Closet as we dig deep and dust off some forgotten TV holiday specials from the past.